The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5. We welcome back to our program, gentlemen. He's been with us on numerous occasions. Well known for his views and expressing those views in a manner that some people, some people like, some people don't like. Former political leader of the PEP, let's welcome back uh, to our show, Philip Alexander. Good morning to you. Nice to have you with us here this morning. Sorry, Tati, is you hearing me now? Yes, we are. We're hearing you this morning. Sorry, good morning to you. Um, it's always a pleasure being on your show, and good morning to your listeners. It's 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 nice to have you with us here this morning. There's a lot that has happened, um, a lot that is happening, and um, having you here this morning is is an opportunity for us to hear from you what's going on. Um, some of the recent developments that we we'll probably get your comments on your resignation as political leader of the PEP, these lawsuits, um, defamation, the latest one uh, w- with Michaela Pandey, and, and all of those things. So let's let's jump right into it. You need no introduction. Uh, everybody knows exactly who you are and what you're about. What's going on with the PEP and with you? Let's start there before we move into the legal matters and some of the challenges and so on. Well, the Progressive Empowerment Party continues. There are three deputy political leaders, Lema McLeod Wilkinson, Akil Kams, uh, Marissa Passad Pabu. They are working together <clears throat> under the the guidance of the chairman, Felicia Holder, who is very seasoned in the politics now. And um, the party will continue um, along the path that was set for it. We we created a party that was strong champions for all the people for leveling the play field for policies over bacchanal we've we've accomplished a lot not having office and i think that they will commit to continuing that and i told them i'll remain a member as long as the party remains true to its ideals and but i believe in them i believe in them as people i've worked with with all of them for all of these years, and 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 I trust that they have the party and the country's interest at heart. With regards to me, um, I think that um, I've looked at how hard I've worked. I've been an activist in this country for 31 years, officially an activist. I've accomplished more than any politician living or dead for people for free i've done i've 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 changed lives for people i've 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 solved massive problems i've solved small problems i've solved personal problems i've made myself available to people i wanted to prove that politicians could deliver if they wanted to deliver i wanted to prove that not having office shouldn't be an obstacle to delivering to people i wanted to give people an option and i think i did that um as the founder of the Jericho Project, I got subventions under Clifton Dicuto for the orphans. There were orphan homes in this country who were receiving children from the courts, but no subvention from the state. I got subventions for the for the orphan homes. Um, 
to the Akil Chambers Justice for Children March. We forced the government to take the languishing um, Children's Authority Bill and pass it into law and set up a Children's Authority. We kept marching every year until it was properly functional, and we etched Akil Chambers' name into Trinidad's history. It will be forever aligned. That that dark and demonic act will be forever attached to the name Trinidad and Tobago and our failure, the failure of our justice system, the failure of our courts. And I want to start there. The failure of our courts to bring two grown men to justice who raped and buggered a little 11-year-old boy to death whose body couldn't be found 6 o'clock in the evening, 7 o'clock in the evening, but it could have been found in the morning in the same pool the children were in, and all of that, and everything that came with that. I want to start there. I could go back to Jean Miles. I could go back to the, I could go back to the Carney Racing Complex and the fact that the United States Treasury Department has a law, an anti-corruption law, based on their experience in Trinidad. I could, I could go back today. I could talk about the fact that our justice system is completely failed and collapsed. We don't want to talk about that because the government doesn't know what to do about it. So they are leaving it alone to collapse as much as it can. Our remand yard, our remand yard, what is going on in our remand yard is such a human rights atrocity. The world went to war for less. We have people languishing in jail for years and decades. We believe that we hear people talk, we hear politicians talk, the police corrupt, but the police put you on a charge and put you in the jail and you're poor, your mother can't get the money to get a lawyer or your bail. You could spend 10 times the length of time that you could get for whatever crime they accuse you of in remand yard suffering. Trinidad has failed itself. Three trillion dollars is the estimate. But people in the oil industry from around the world have told me Trinidad has had between 12 and 30 trillion dollars pass through its orbit that we should have as oil and gas. We had more money than Dubai. We are the only country in the world that had two oil booms. And none of it, we have none of it. We broke, we broken, and we're in debt. Our justice system has not been able, our prosecutorial system has not been able, our legislative system, our laws has not been able to bring one corrupt politician to justice. We've had one prime minister on two criminal charges walking around free. We've never been able to bring a single corrupt politician to justice, despite the fact that from Eric Williams to now, every single government we have ever had have collapsed in massive allegations of corruption. We have a rogues gallery of names that you could say, that I could say, but I'm afraid to say anymore because they will sue me. They won't sue nobody else. They'll sue me. I'll get 10 lawsuits. Nobody else. People who sue me never sue nobody else. But they'll sue me because the deep state in Trinidad and Tobago realized that Philip Edward Alexander was a strong and powerful voice against all of it. Hundreds of millions of dollars of cocaine have found its way to places around the world, Vietnam, Spain, Norfolk, Virginia, Canada. We find $600 million worth of cocaine in the 80s or the 90s on bonus. That's the equivalent of billions of dollars of cocaine. Who went to jail? Some little 
little fellas from John Street in Kokorit. And if you don't know what John Street in Kokorit is, the John Street I know is a set of little houses built with plywood lean up against each other. And all these fellas together, if you put all of them in a basket and you wing them, you couldn't sell them for a million dollars. But for $600 million, they went to jail. The island, the home, everything, nothing, nobody else. And all of this, all of this is us, our legacy as a country. All of that that I just said, we're talking crime talks. We're talking about these little fellas posing with AR-15s. The gun worth more than their house. It worth more than their family. Who put the gun in their hand? Who import the gun? Who went to America, bring it? Who let it into Trinidad? Who ship it? None of those things make the conversation. We talk cockroach crime talk. We talk that plenty. Lock them up, lock them out, shoot them on sight. Well, all of that nonsense. But we don't talk about in Trinidad the fact that the entire government model in Trinidad and Tobago and all of our laws and everything that is supposed to protect us as a people has failed completely. And I tried. I literally threw myself into the works like a spanner to stop it. I tried. I didn't I didn't come into politics like others to, to link up and get a work. I've demonstrated my ability. People know. When I say I resigned from politics, my phone blew up with every politician from every party. You're coming by us, you're coming by we I'm not interested in politics anymore. And I didn't get into politics to get an office. We have a country where the prime minister is rushing to get us to compete. And he said that we need to be digital to compete. They're hacking our whole institution of state at will. But they're telling us that, that going digital will be safer. I want to tell Trinidad today on your show because I've turned down other media interviews. And I've come on your show because you, you, you've you always been a fair host. And between yourself and Marlon Hopkinson, I think I'll get an opportunity to say what I need to say. And I want you to know that we are already cashless and we could already be as digital as we want to be without throwing the cash away. What the cash represents is freedom to go out and buy doubles, or to give somebody a $5 outside who begging, or to make a decision to start up a business that you don't want nobody to know about. Mm. You do your own little side hustle. We need cash for that. We don't need the state inside our wallets. We are as cashless. If you want it, Raul, he said he's afraid of ATMs. He doesn't use ATMs. I do a lot of business online transfers and plenty of money. If you didn't want to touch cash from today, you could. You could bring in wall, um, digital wallets and add it to the cash. What is behind the zeal to get rid of the cash? Mm. There are to get, yeah, sorry, a number of things that we can deal with. Um, but... I, 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 I wanted to leave that for the people to think about as I leave. Mm. Because if they allow Trinidad to go cashless, I think that that's the end of the democracy. Because all of your rights can be taken away at the literal stroke of a key on a computer. You could, be, you could disappear financially. All of your net worth and everything they control... They control what you do, who you can do it with, who gets money, who doesn't. I mean, right now, they control who gets foreign exchange. People have been driven out of business. You're not connected to government. You're not getting foreign exchange. You can cry blood. You say what you want. There's nobody. There's nobody to go to to report. Who are you going to report? The Minister of Finance, Central Bank, Government, the Prime Minister, to who? God? Who are you going to? 
in a country where the justice system that was supposed to protect us from all of that failed us dramatically. Mm. And I was the only politician that has been talking about the conditions in the jails or the fact that so many people, Vernon DeLima told me there are people on charge for murder in this country that will not see the inside of a court for 20, 30, 40 years. A charge is not conviction. We have a, a lot of people who get charged who are not guilty. Why would you have a system so badly, our, our penal system, our judicial system, our law enforcement, it's all failed. Well, here's... It's all failed. Okay, you, you've, you've outlined a number of issues that as a nation confronted us over the years and continues to confront us and there are some things that people talk about some things people don't talk about quite frankly i think we have a population doesn't that does not know what it needs much less what it wants when it comes to making national decisions um but you as an individual you've outlined several things over the years that you think are important and interestingly enough you, if you look at social media, you look at all these other lives and everything else that you do, you have a significant amount of support on social media. And with people who say that they support your ideas and they support the positions that you take, and some people have said that as a, as a politician, you are doing things and approaching things in a manner that other politicians have not done, we've not seen over the years. That had, unfortunately, it didn't translate in the kind of the support that I'm, I'm assuming that you would have wanted for you and your party and everything else. For whatever reason, because maybe we're too mired in the UNC and PNM and we're afraid to go anywhere else and that kind of thing. But your, your decision this time around to resign as political leader of the party is, is more significant now than the other times. And, and I'll, I'll tell you why I'm, I'm of that opinion and we'll probably discuss it and invite some calls as well. If you are to fix some of the things that are as bad as, as you've made them out to be, and I don't think anybody can argue with what you are saying, um, while you have been able to achieve some things without office, there are some things you just cannot change unless you are in office. Uh, and that's a sad reality because of the way our, our politics is designed. It's designed to not give um, persons like yourself, activists and the average citizen, the power to, number one, hold our politicians accountable and number two, effect the kind of change. Because the population doesn't seem to care. The population doesn't seem to want it. They talk about it. We have lip service now and then, and everybody, because the, the phrase, Philip will fix it, has resonated with so many people. You've been able to do things without an office that many politicians have not been able to do. And, and that is why uh, there is this animosity, um, because you show up a lot of them by simply doing things that, they're supposed to be doing some of them. Either they don't care to do it or they don't see it as important or it's not election time or whatever else. Um, but we live in a society where... But it's not just them, you know, Satish. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean to cut you. But it's not the politicians. You know, I'll quote Matthew Pandey when he said, politicians could not be corrupt if businessmen were not corrupt. Mm. We have what I coined a term, the contract mafia. And the contract mafia is made up of senior attorneys, high public office holders, big businessmen, and the politicians that facilitate it. But a politician can't 
on, on his own get corruption through the system unless the system is corrupt, unless there's, there's willing corruption in the public service to facilitate the, the, the politician don't go and pick up the money and hand it to the contractor, if you understand what I mean. Mm. The, the politician don't go and open the tender when we used to have tenders when Patrick Manning created the end run around the tender system called special purpose companies. You know the special purpose of those companies? To end run accountability. To go around it. There was a time in this country for you to buy a this or a that. You had to tender and even that was corrupted but you could see it and you could follow that money. Now, Budgets, budgets just allocate billions of dollars to Unicot, Vemcot, Sport, TT, and these companies, and they do with it as they will. And I have been clamoring for the Auditor General to be more on top of situation. The Auditor General just admitted they don't have the manpower. So look at this. The Auditor General, who is the most important person in this country after the Minister of Finance and Budget Time, because the Auditor General tells us if what the Minister of Finance said at budget time is a fact, if it's true, and if this is what was spent and how it was spent and where the money really went. The Auditor General can't keep up because we don't have enough people in the Auditor General's office. We don't have enough people in customs and excise to stop the flow of guns and drugs into the country that coming through according to the last three commissioners of police through the legitimate courts. Mm -hmm. Hundreds of millions of dollars, dirty money, Drugs, guns. We know all the things that are wrong with Trinidad. When you say I show them up, Tadish, I walked almost every river. I went down in every river and walked it to show Trinidadians that our water management system is designed to capture the bounty of rain we get and throw it in the sea. That is the only reason this country that has a rainforest climate doesn't have water 550 days a year, 50 months of a year. We have more water than we could ever use or consume fall on this country for free. We spend, as a nation, over a billion dollars every year. If anything is an indicator of how criminally wrong this country is, we spend over a billion dollars every year desalinating seawater. That doesn't even amount to the amount of rainwater we throw away for free into the sea. It is insane that the people that you speak about and you were correct, that is the truest point. And that's why I decided now is a good time to stop. Christmas is in front of us, carnival is ahead of us for the next five months. Politics dead. You could burn the country down. Trinidadians don't care. It's Diwali. It's Halloween, Diwali, Christmas, carnival. We distract it. Now is the thief time. Now is the time you can do anything you want. Nobody cares. So the party, my party, they have an excellent amount of time to transition. They could make their mistakes and fall into gear and do what they have to do. That's a perfect time for me to step away. But I'm stepping away because I have a family too and I have a life too. And my killing myself for Trinidad is not changing it. In fact, I am showing up the system. I am showing up how willing they are to go at me, to silence me. But none of the other things that should be addressed, being addressed. And I not, this is not about me because I'm very... I, it took me a while to act on a decision 
that I made since 2020. In fact, I was I wanted to be out since 2018. People make a joke and say, yeah, he didn't go out already and come back. I didn't want to come back. I was done. I did I did what I had to do. I showed what I had to show. I demonstrated that there, there are good people. And I know a lot of good people and they gave us an opportunity. I mean, my brother, Dr. Paul Elias Alexander, is the reason Trinidadians didn't have to go and hide with the churn in caves from a vaccine that would have set them on a bad road for life. It's because of people like him. That's my brother. I come from a family of people whose father raised us to believe that who much is given, much is expected. We didn't come from plenty. But we grew up knowing you have and somebody don't have, you share what you have. And that's who we are as people. But I've been an activist and, and I only get in, I only got into politics because I realized activism wasn't cutting it. I had to march every single year to get one bill passed into law. I had to fight up with the dog breeders to get a dangerous dog act to stop pit bulls mauling poor people and children. I remember when his mother on Mother's Day, going to work as a security guard, seven pit bulls ripped her life from her. And we just move on, Trinidadians. And you correct, Trinidadians just move on, blissfully ignorant. Water is only a problem to Trinidadians when they pipe dry. If somebody else pipe dry, we don't care. And that's why the politicians and the contract mafia that operates them like puppeteers to loot the country could get away with figurative murder in this country. The people, the 600,000 people at general election time and the 800,000 people at local government election time that, that throw their franchise away. Because you could tell me what you want about the sycophants and you could tell me what you want about the people who take the jersey and the $500. You know what? At least they're showing up. Show up. It doesn't take much to be and dress and go out in the morning and vote. Because voting is the last chance we have of getting a better life. We sit down home and we complain and we make memes and we make jokes. Everything for Trinidadians is a joke. But one day, one day, voters laugh till Christ that yeah. Trinidadians, Trinidadians well, will realize what we had. I'll tell you this. What we lost. You know, it's... I, I, I've seen the comments and, and I've been looking on at how people have been treating some of the developments. And it's, it's a sad day when, when as a nation, we can't appreciate there's good and there's bad in everyone. Uh, sometimes good people do bad things, don't make them bad people, it just makes them human. And, and there are times as well when we need to evaluate a person on, a, on, on an overall scale and not just necessarily based on an incident or two. Because... In, in the back of my mind, while I've been looking at some of the, the comments that people make, and, and you really had to wonder what some people think when they make comments, but had it not been for you, this incident with the Paria divers and, 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 and LMCS divers and all of that kind of thing would not have gotten the kind of attention that it did. That's... We've got none at all. That so is... Got none at all. No, the you're, you're correct. In, the man who burnt to death in Nequan, what's his name? I Nobody knows. Exactly. Nobody, nobody knows. Nobody knows the man who lost his leg in Paria weeks before, the same place. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows. It is it is when you shine a light, and I have a powerful light, and I have a powerful voice. I'm not saying that to boast. It takes a lot. But what happens? To what happens to this light now? Because um, 
whether you like it or not, you you served a purpose that people liked you for, some people hated you for, some people couldn't care less about. But the purpose that you serve, that activism, that con- that that consistent drive to highlight things that you thought needed to be highlighted, is the public now going not going to get that anymore from you? And do you think your party, anyone in your party, can take up that mantle? I cannot say that I will go completely silent. I am worried about this cashless thing. And I'm also worried about the condition of our justice system and how it how the administration of justice works in this country. And I've already started speaking to lawyers to guide me, to guide the process. Um, I think that we need something like a class action lawsuit against the state on behalf of people who are in the system. The system doesn't work well in Trinidad, you know. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff that you'll find out, and we can't do it in this one show. No. But the system, the system is a money game more than anything else. You run out of money in justice, you run out of justice, you know. That's what goes on with the people no, in Riman. Yeah, they've no, run out of money, so they've run out of justice. No, you're right, because I recently had um, some discussions about with someone about, about legal matters. And if you can't pay lawyers' fees, you're in real trouble, you know. Let me tell you something. I have been fighting 10 lawsuits. And I say that, and I, I astonish myself that, that that exists. Because the defamation statute is... Is so ridiculous. I could sue you today, and if I have big enough lawyers that we could take apart the I and the S from the word is and make that a whole case by itself, it's ridiculous. But I'll tell you this. And I could, my lawyers could write and make this case go away, pay $50,000 and be done. That is extortion, you know. That is what that is. That is extortion. I have had. And I don't want to say too much now because we are going to be dealing with this and all of this have to come into the public space. We've made we've made judges into we've given judges the rights of kings. We need judges to answer to the public that pays their salaries. The way the justice system is set up, it is insular and it's insulated. You can't get inside there to examine and it needs to be examined. Mm. There are very good lawyers in this country who, if you had a joint select committee or a commission of inquiry into the administration of justice, and you know who shine, who shone a light on that for us? Andrea Barrett. Andrea Barrett, sh- she shone such a bright light on the justice system, the administration of justice, because two things came out of the Andrea Barrett matter when we were running the candlelight movement, and we found out that there was a strong allegation of of corruption in the court with with, with um, land and deeds and bail and, and whether that is true or not it warranted an investigation but you live in a country where you could end up in court for saying something and the judge would ask you did you go and investigate did you call did you find out as if the responsibility should be yours whereas whereas there should be people who you could go to and blow a whistle. People blow every single day. Yesterday, a man walked up to me to talk to me about illegal stuff. I said, brother, in Peaks. I'm shopping in Peaks. And this gentleman, elderly gentleman, he said, I want to... I say, I want to apologize to you, but I'm out of it for now. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear another thing. Because I know a lot. 
I know a lot. And and there should be institutions of state in the justice system that you could go to and report politicians and report office holders. There should be somebody. There is nobody. There is nothing. If you go through a court case and you and it doesn't work out for you, judges are wrong. Judges are regularly wrong. That is why there is an appeal court. There's a privy council for when the appeal court is wrong. People make mistakes, as you just said earlier. But when you run out of money fighting cases, and you were talking about that just now, a gentleman that was suing me called my lawyer to say he no longer interested in pursuing the lawsuit. Let's walk away. I've spent $350,000 already. Let's just walk away. And 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 yeah. and you would hear about the Michaela Pandey and the call member judgment. You wouldn't hear about the three that I won, that I successfully defended, that cost nearly a million dollars. You wouldn't hear that the that 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 opposition leader, Keith Rowley, referred to you record that every school child in the country knows about it and stinks to hire him. And they didn't sue him, they suing me. We're talking about half a billion dollars spent renovating a red house that could build 10 red houses. I am not fighting these people because I don't like them. I don't have nothing personally with any of these people. I am fighting issues that the public, and you said earlier, and I want to tell you this, I could never sit here and pretend that I won't do wrong, or I won't fail, or I won't make a mistake. And But as you said, and I'm glad you said it, you need to take a person and their whole body of work. You can't treat people like they're coming from malice. It's not malice. I don't care about politicians who are not in politics anymore. I know things about people who are dead and gone. That don't make any... I, I, I am not one of those people who's boss a mark. I pursue matters to, to, to get resolutions, to make life better for people. The water that collects under Kokorit flyover in St. James. It's just an example. People sit in traffic and stew when it starts. And I just keep getting out my car and keep going into the water and keep filming it and keep embarrassing them until the government came and found the drain and cleaned the drain and it stopped flooding. And all of the people who were sitting in traffic no longer have to sit in traffic. Do they remember my name? Did anybody erect a sign under Kokorit Flyer to say thank you, Philip? I'm not doing it for that. We used to take four hours every day to get home to Digo Martin. Traffic used to start from movie town and every side street in Woodbrook, St. James, all the way to Digo Martin because there was a little two lanes at four roads with a gas station, a walkover, um, a traffic light, a, a pedestrian crosswalk, a bakery, a car parts place. So anything that stopped backs the traffic up. I went and I measured, I drew, I put it out in the public space, I did videos. And Jack Warner, when he was Minister of Works, called me in and asked, Nicole Dyer Griffith actually called and uh, said that the minister wanted to meet with you. She was somehow involved with him in communications. And I went and I showed them, and, and they were Roger Israel and, 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 and this guy, um, Roger Ganesh, and the, 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 the permanent, permanent secretary and all of them were there. And then people were raising objections. Well, Starlight wouldn't allow it. I said, I spoke to the people in Starlight, and they said they're willing to because the plan makes sense. It brings business their way, so they don't lose, so they're happy. They're willing to give up some land. 
And when I was able to prove to the minister that everything that could solve this problem was already discussed, we left his office and went to the site. He saw it for himself, and in two weeks, construction started. In two weeks. Now, people get home in 15 minutes. Have they voted for me? No. Did they come out in their numbers to support me? No. If I did it for that, I would have never get into politics. Because Trinidadians do not understand what political involvement really supposed to be and how it's supposed to affect their lives. I just want to say one more thing on this. Even if it was only $3 trillion, $3,000 billion, that's a lot of money that we had as a country that is not here to serve us. Everything in Trinidad is broken. Public health, education. I did a live video the other morning on education. I called the top two performing schools for the middle class, for the 1%, St. Andrews and Don Ross. And I asked them on the air, how much do you charge per term? One was 6000 one was 8000 And then I worked out for Trinidad that it cost us $8,300 per term to put children in the failed education system we have. It would make more sense to take all of them and put them in St. Andrews and Don Ross. Because those children come out of school with a future. We create crime. Wayne Sturge told the public 50% of the people who do SEA by the time CXC roll around either fail or out of the school. Nobody's paying attention. Where those little children come from with the AR-15 in their hands? From that. We could fix all of it, Satish. Mm. Well, we're almost out of time for our interview this morning. We didn't get the calls in. Um, and I'm, I'm sure that there are people... I don't know if we can take one or two quick calls. I, I doubt very much because we, we have a couple of messages before the news. But it's... I, I think the country needed to hear what you had to say because you are a mover and shaker even though you have not occupied the offices that others have. Uh, and there is... There are people, I am positive, who are very concerned with the position that you've taken, that you are not going to be as involved as you had been. Let's, let's see if we can squeeze in a quick call. Uh, I know this. Um, hello, good morning. If you have the time and you want Hi. me to, to, to stick around, I could. Hi. I just tell you. Good, good morning, Satishan, uh, to you, Mr. Alexander. Uh, well, all it's, it's, what you have said is said and it's well said. But it is, well, I'm an older person now in Trinidad and Tobago. And it, 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 is, it sounds like what you're saying sounds like a dream far away for the people of Trinidad and Tobago. Now, we have, we have to face a reality that there are two main political bodies. And in order for us to keep the fight, as, as all the good things you have said, we just have to go with, 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 with the one that we think will do the best. Because... Nothing is perfect. I, I wish Trinidad and Tobago would have gotten all those things you wanted to, but we, we, we need to get that strong one. It's just two political parties, you know, and um, I know that you would not attach yourself to any other party, but we have to face a reality, and that's the reality. Thank you. Ma'am, ma'am, hello? Oh, she's gone. Um, she's gone. You see, I just want to say, Satish, 
and and I respect everything she says. You could you could hear the resignation in her voice. But why must we only have two parties and they divided by race? And what she needs to understand when she comes off that call is that there are people who support decide that she doesn't support racially, that doesn't care about her opinion. And that is why it will continue to break until they and her both issues. Don't resign yourself to say that we only have two parties. We should have 200. Mm. The more the merrier. That is what democracy is. The voice of the people. But we don't have that because our people are being politically lazy and irresponsible. We, we need to take a couple of messages to take us up to the news. We'll push the... You, you said that you have the time. I have another interview that's scheduled at 7.20, but we'll push that to 7.30 and take you until 7.30, because I, I would like very I'll much I'd, yeah, I'd like no. very much to hear from the public what they have to say on these developments. And I'm sure that there are people who would have questions and so on. So this is your opportunity to converse with Mr. Alexander, ask him whatever you want to ask him, make whatever comments you want to make as well. Let's see who we have with us. Hello, good morning. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Mr. Alexander, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Good morning. All right, this is our caller from... Someone's been following you for a good while now, right? Now, I must say, I'm happy with all the work that you have done so far. You're someone who has brought <clears throat> light to the darkness that is called politics in Trinidad and Tobago. You have shown us, you have shown us the government, where they have gone wrong, the past governments where they have gone wrong, where they cannot do better. I mean, we we know what it is, right? We understand what it is. I mean, if even... You yourself have made mistakes, uh, for example, you know, not or preparing to last minute for local like, elections. Because I know you was focusing on general, and that was your main thing. Because they don't believe, and I myself don't believe that local government is anything substantial, right? <clears throat> but I mean, everybody's human, right? Everybody makes mistakes. That's fine. We can move on from that. You know, this ain't this ain't something for the faint-hearted brother, right? And it takes a lot of self-sacrifice. You, you yourself know that best, better than anybody else. You in this thing, long time, right? Um, Luther Vandros, um, Hatma Gandhi, they all took sacrifice. They all, the families took a hit for it. Everything. The, the story goes on for, for things like that, right? All right. Okay, cool. Thank you so much. Um, I, I, I don't think you had a question because you would have gotten your question already. Um, but uh, thank you for your comments and, and so on. To, to, to the other callers, I, I'd appreciate it if you try to make it brief so that we can get as many calls in as is possible. Let's take another one. 627 That person um, has been going for a while. Try us back. We do have Mr. Alexander with us until 7.30. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning, um, Satish. Good morning, Mr. Alexander. Um, Good morning. I am not going to second guess why you're leaving the political scene so soon to uh, uh, impend. Um, regardless of your decision, I believe your heart is in the right place, ultimately. Um, I believe that the establishment needs to be broken down. I think you're one of the persons that could participate in a process, um, or, or that breaking down process. Um, one of the major parties are going to have to be made obsolete and surplus to the requirements of the electorate. Uh, I don't know which one it is. But um, I believe that the process is going to start with a, um, with a group of, of poli um, political parties coming together. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, whether you're part of the PD PEP going forward or not, 
um, would you be would you be um, minded to join a, a, a coalition in the future? I'm asking. Thank you. Thank you for your call. Let's get your uh, responses. That is your response. Yeah, sure. Go right there before we take some more calls. It will take a major miracle, and it would honestly depend on, on who those people are, and it would also depend on the public's involvement in politics. As you said earlier, it comes down to that. We could be selling gold at silver prices if people are buying silver. <laughs> What's the point? You know, I mean, assembling and assembling and assembling and putting together is not enough. Trinidadians have to be willing to get politically involved and to involve themselves in their own rescue, or we're not going anywhere. Mm. Let's take another call. Hello, good morning. Morning, Mr. Alexander, were you, your party, when um, came second in the by election when the UNC won and you came second, you beat the PNM, the by election, they are down south? Yes. Yes, we, yes, they be south. All right, um, Mr. Alexander, your ideas are very good, you know. Yeah. But let me tell you, I, I, I just talk short. No, no, no. Such is this. Okay, um, Lahogata, gather your thoughts and call me back. Hello, good morning. Morning, Mr. Alexander, and morning to Satish. Yeah. Join the program, but just let me just make a couple of comments here and question, right? Look, in this country, 30 years ago, Gordon Draper would have fixed the police service were it not for the UNC who held the votes on the other side of the house. In this country, more than 15 years ago, Patrick Manning would have fixed our revenue collection system were it not for the UNC, which was 15 years ago. So I would tell you something. I could go a lot more, eh? but, but let me just say this to you. When you examine what has happened to this country over the last three decades since the UNC held power in the parliament, we have gotten nowhere because of their intransigence. Up to today, we cannot mandatory pull a police officer in and polygraph him because of the UNC. So the problem really and truly is not so much the system, you know, Mr. Alexander, but the people in the system who have stupid acts to grind that keeps the Trin Trinidad and Tobago enslaved. I listen to your comments. Okay. Thank you so much. Um, I, I, I don't know if... And this is another person who sees um, politics through the narrow lens of PNM, UNC, and uh, if you open the lines long enough, a UNC caller would call in and give them all the reasons why the PNM failed. And, and that is where we're stuck. We're stuck spinning our wheels, talking about you do you thief more, you thief less, you fail this, you feel that. Three trillion dollars gone. Somebody said one of the two parties have to go, both have to go. And the daddies need to move away from race voting. Gandhi and Martin Luther King and all the examples we want to make. If we want a better Trinidad Tobago, we should be selfishly voting for naked self-interest. We want a better country. A better country can't be that you're rich and you're well-off and you're living nice in Goodwood Park. But after you pass through Checkpoint Charlie and you come out into Trinidad and Tobago, you're in danger. It can't be so. The only way we can all be happy is if we all happy. And that's where we need to be. Take another call. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Alexander. Mr. Alexander, we the voters not going to move away from that because they inculcate that in us 
from a long time ago, from our forefathers, parents, come down to, 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 to us. You can't, you can't vote PNM or UNC, you can't live in this house. That's what it is to us. And the smart ones, the couple of smart ones, is not enough to make the shift. They are not enough to make the shift to change the parties and them. That is not going to happen, Mr. Alexander. You're too long in politics in this country to feel, to have any idea that thinking that that's going to happen in this country. Mr. Alexander, the best thing for you to do is to pick between the devil and the deep blue sea and see how best you could go inside and fight it. Have a good day. Okay, thank you so much for your call. I'll give it one. Let's take another call. Hello, good morning. Good morning, Salish. Salish, I want to say to your guest, I know he wants to go independent, but in so doing, he's actually supporting the PNM because he's uh, Mama, I want to interrupt you. I am not in politics anymore in any way supporting anybody. So let me disabuse you of that notion at the start. Yeah. I'm not going into politics any longer. You're right. Don't, let, let me just finish this. The, the PNM supporters are so intransigent and so, so inflexible and stubborn. They would never vote for the UNC even though the UNC is good for the country. Thank you. Thank you for your call. Um, let's take another call. But it was PNM voters in Arima, Dabadi, Omera, and stuff that put the Congress and the people in office that gave the People's Partnership office. So that's not correct and entirely true. And, and the UNC is as broken. I don't want to go into the details of all of the corruption and all of the allegations. The reason the UNC party falls apart in office is the same reason the PNM falls apart in office. It's the same people pulling the strings behind the two of them and that has to change. We can't look at it from the lens of racism and I want to vote for who look like me. That is not going to augur well for the country. We're going into a bad place. Let's take another call. Hello, good morning. Yes, Mr. Satish and Mr. Alexander. Mr. Alexander, you have a good mind, you have a good intention and everything. But we are, as you know, trying to say something about race. There's, there's a, um, a lot of problems with that in the country. We are divided by the race. And it is clear to see that pe the people who that follow you, like myself, and give you the support, right? The majority didn't, right? So this is why you are sitting there and you are trying to sort out things that the country is not ready for you because you were too truthful. You was a good person. You was highlighting things during the COVID. You was helping a lot of people. But this is what has happened to good people. So, you know, you have to keep on fighting and keep your feet on the ground. Keep reaching for the stars and don't give up. We still need you out there, brother. Take care, right? Thank you, my brother. Have a lovely day. Thanks for that. Thanks for all your good wishes. Thank you so much for your call. 627-3223-625. 2257 for those of you who would like to get involved in our conversation we are speaking with uh, philip alexander hello good morning good morning Salish. please allow me half a minute people talk about racism and all that stuff there is no racism within the unc kamala treats everybody equally she gives everybody an equal chance with the present guys 
when they're giving away houses and land and all that stuff, they give it only to a particular kind of people. So to say racism and, and connect that to the UNC is totally wrong. The but, UNC but, is a okay, people party. Kola, Kola. Can I ask you a question? Okay, go ahead. Sure. Kola, would you support Jalen John or David Nakid as political leader of the UNC? I would support Jolene John, David Nakid. He's a kind of newbie, but Jolene John, yes. I want to tell you this. The day you could see UNC with a Jolene John and PNM with a Rohanson and Anna as the leader, maybe then you could tell me that we moved away from attracting people based on identity politics. But I am saying to you, Identity politics is real and it is in the messaging at election time to the base. And that is not open for discussion. That is where we still are, regardless of what the leaders do inside the party to make as if that's not the same as what is actually happening on the ground. I know you're saying that to make yourself, you're saying that to make yourself. No, I'm saying that to tell you this is fact. So I am fact, telling you, there is no racism the within the UNC. I look at all their policies. I look at everything. Hello? Yeah. Uh, there's I a question. It's there. Okay, there's a question that I'd like to ask you. Mr. Alexander asked you his questions. Sure. If, as you are suggesting, and you might be right, eh? I, I don't know, I'm not in the UNC, and we can only judge based on what we see from the outside. If, if as you are suggesting, the UNC is a party that's does that does not engage in race and their policies are not race-based and everything else, why did they win the election? Because, uh, they should simply, the, the voters can't see beyond race what is good for them. I mean, even if they know before that they would be 10 times better off with the UNC, a lot of the voters would still go for PNM. So you can't vote the UN, you can't blame the UNC for that. That is squarely on the PNM but, but, supporters. But, but Satish... But Satish, East Indian voters outnumber people of Africa. Well, I was now about to ask that question because I hear that all the time. That PNM people, this and PNM people, that. But it, there's another question. Why more people not voting against the PNM if that's, if that's your, your, your rationale? Because they benefit under the PNM. Most business people vote for the PNM. Most crooked people vote for the PNM. All the people that get free houses and everything vote for the PNM. People that unqualified and get jobs vote for the PNM for life. Okay, I I think it's unfortunate that you'd want to broad brush all PNM people as hand to mouth and corrupt and because that's you, you you don't have evidence to suggest that that's true and it's it's unfortunate to want to broad brush 300 and something thousand people as being the way you are what, what i don't like Santish, is that the conversation was reduced to you and i defending either side at the end of the day the, re- the reality is our past our history we could look at it and see it for what it is mm-hmm. where 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 is the evidence to the contrary? There's none. There, there's only appeals to race demographics for election time, and until that could change, uh, there's a guy who passed away a, a year or two ago, Brian Stone. Brian Stone was a strong UNC stalwart, trying to chart a course for UNC in Diego Martin, in the three Diego Martins. He opened office and I mean, the complete lack of support he got. Brian used to come and talk to me and say, boy, Philip, I, I love the woman. I love Kamala. I'll do anything for Kamala. But we can't go nowhere because they're not thinking beyond the Carony Bridge. And that is very instructive. Mm. 
Let's take another call. Hello, good morning. Hi, good morning. I my my problem is that why do we keep saying that the people? Now, when you compare the two parties, the UNC does always get the most amount of votes. So why are we saying the people not ready? If you if you're talking about people, you're talking about about individuals, and and they get the most amount of votes. Cuba North, how much people vote in Cuba North constituency and in, in sentence if there's a big difference. So it should be they should change the law needs to change. Is what the people want, the majority of the people. Right? And that's my problem. I think our voting system is bad. I think we need proportional representation because a lot of the smaller races get left out. And I also think that you should, we should be voting a popular president. That's what we should be voting for. We should be copying the American model. Vote for a leader and then vote for a Congress. That makes sense. I have suggested that so many times on this program. And and in doing that, you, you deal with the issue of voter pardon and all that kind of nonsense that Everything. we hear and using houses to part this place. And all. If, if we move to that system, but which political party is going to put a measure in place that can work against them at some point in time? Um, but exactly that. That's exactly it. Proportional representation is the death of the PNL. Proportional representation is the death of racial voting. Timothy Hammersmith, ex-Senate president, he and I have had multiples of conversations on how to fix the political structure. And he suggested to me once, and it never even crossed my mind to think about that. He said, why, why 41 seats? Why not 300 seats? Because a seat represents 35,000 people. So you can dilute that further. You can say, okay... Let us seat represent 10,000 people. So we get 160 seats. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But you have greater, greater chance for deeper, deeper penetration into the actual um, representation. The person who just spoke about Cuba, break up Cuba into about nine seats too. So that because, because they look at the map and they see the east-west corridor as a set of tiny seats because of how concentrated urban living is as opposed to agrarian society. But if if we had a lot more seats in Trinidad and Tobago, and if we did default to proportional representation, we could we could go we could get to a place where more people could make themselves available to serve and maybe we could get some change that way. Let's take another call. Hi, good morning. Good morning, Satish, Mr. Alexander, calling from Princeton. Mr. Alexander good Blissful ignorance, yes, you're very, very correct. But notwithstanding, I want to thank you and acknowledge your effort to bring change to this country. But I need your opinion. I mean, you are solution-oriented. Pete, uh, Philip will fix it, of course. But wouldn't you agree that to the core of our problems in this country is the Constitution itself? If we fix that Constitution and make it relevant, these modern times, etc., etc., don't you believe that a lot of our problems and institutions and so on can be fixed? Thank you, Princess Stone. Absolutely agree, Princess Stone. And I want to tell you, it's not a lot of work to do. The Congress of the People have advocated for referendum, recall, fixed election date, and something else that I can't recall right now. But one of the things that we need is to separate the, the legislature from the executive so that we could have a parliament that is responsive. To the, to the management of the country, we could get up. If you had recall as law today, you could take steps to remove non-performing members of parliament. All of a sudden, all of the members of parliament would start to work. That is a very key law that we need. 
to get to be able to fire non-performing members of parliament. That's what the whole thing about. Man. Taking a little call. Hi, good morning. Nation, Freedom 106.5, Mr. Satish, Mr. Phillips. A pleasant good morning. Good. One and all, the brief contribution, as usual, we do respect to one and all. Um, Mr. Philip Alexander, I truly believe that the time has come now, right, to form a new party. We need a new party now, a fresh party, fresh people, new people into politics. And um, as yourself, and even this gentleman next to you there, Mr. Mr. Satish, I believe with his experience, he will, he will, he could do good in politics too, you know. In, you know, in the new party, and um, even people like Michaela Pandey, all could come together with others and form a new party. The time has come now. There's a time and season for everything, and I believe this season has come for a new party in TNT. Thanks again for the opportunity. A good day to all. Mm. Thanks a lot. Satish, I want to tell you something, though. Eh? Your, your callers are always so polite. <laughs> what is it about this show that attracts callers that are so polite? It's, it's not like you're buffing them. No, it's because so I... I don't know why. It's because I demand from our callers that they are respectful and polite. But you are the most soft-spoken of all the hosts. It's not like you're buffing people or you're, or you're operating on a hammer. I just find that your callers well, I, and the people are calling to your show are so it's, it, because polite. It, 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 I, I don't think you need to be ghetto and, and rango tango to get your point across. Mm. I mean, there are times Well, I guess you're proving, you're proving that. And there are times when I get that way as well because I get upset like everybody else and sometimes the callers get upset and we have a, we have a go at it, but we... We understand that uh, we are respectful, and at the end of the day, no matter how much you disagree with anybody, and um, people have their yeah. points of view, and you allow them to make their points of view, unless it's obscene or offensive or whatever else, and I get me in trouble. But by and large, the listeners to this program, they just they bat in the crease um, yeah, bec yeah, because they know they can't that. they can't behave how they want because some of them is going to behave bad on other on other programs, eh? which has nothing to do with me, quite frankly. Hello, good morning. Morning, morning, morning again, Mr. Mr. Alexander. You want some rango tango? Let me give you a little rango tango. Before the election, <laughs> before the local election, you said that all you're not joining and all you're going alone and you come on the radio station and you said all you estimated. I can't remember. I don't know if you want to refresh my memory. All you estimated to win a couple local seats. Is that correct? I would. We were just thinking we were in all. All right, you know, win all. But they didn't win none now. Or they didn't none. win any. So none. don't you think it's time that you actually join up with the UNC, your party, no. actually? I know you're not back, you're not into the party, you resign. But you don't you think you should guide the party into, you really can't fight outside the UNC and the PNM. You need to join one of them in order to get into government. You, you understand government. that they have people, you understand that there are people who are not interested in race politics or corruption politics, who would prefer, even if they have to remain a minority voice, to stand apart and aside from it, we will right. never be interested in that. Not if we ever wanted office for office sake. You know how long we could have been in office? We want well, a better country. Well, Mr. Alexander, you wouldn't get into power with that. You wouldn't get a better country, that, 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 and you're right. Not going to as get long as Trinidad, you into power. And politics is not not just about that, but it is about getting into power to make get into parliament to make the changes. Have a good day, Mr. Alexander. Thank you so Thank much. You, He's raising a oh, point that probably we need no, to... But how I wish that were true, though. I wish that were true, but I, the, the evidence to the contrary, the good people 
get into office and fall away. I could name people who got into office and left because they can't get nothing done. And that's the reality. Well, we have we have glaring examples of how coalitions start off good but, but end bad. Good, correct. Um, uh, and I mean the Faisabara Court is a classic example of that because I've, I've always said that the discussions surrounded winning the election but the discussions never surrounded governing together afterwards. Is, we, we say what happens is they plan for the wedding, nobody plans for the marriage. <laughs> That's the problem. Let's take another call. Hello, good morning. Hi, good morning, Satish, and good morning to you, Mr. Alexander. Uh, I know morning. you just said, um, you know, you, you, you're, you're, you're talking about racial politics and you talk yeah. about um, you know, corruption and so, but I, as a voter in the next general elections, I'm, I will be voting against crime. So whichever party that fights the crime, and I know which party it will be, I will not vote crime. Thank you very much. Mm. Thank you so the much. The problem man. is the, the solution to crime is to fight poverty. The solution to crime is to rein in the banks. We have banks making billions of dollars on fees that is contributing to poverty. Poverty is the driver of crime in this country. And until politicians are willing to face that or to disconnect themselves from the contract mafia or to secure the borders against the drug traffickers, all of these things is what contributes to the crime. So if you say you're voting against crime, you have to vote for parties that have policies that deal with crime at the causative level and not just reacting to when the crime erupts. That's my position. That's, that's my opinion. Let's take another call. Hello, good morning. Morning, Satish. And morning, Mr. Mr. Alexander. I good admire morning. your stand on certain issues. But I would recommend, because it was reported in the paper, that you... You, 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 you don't mind joining the PLM? There was a report in the paper that you said you wouldn't mind joining the PLM. So the point is that you have two parties, join the PLM or the UNC, and try to put real plans, Mr. Alexander. They're already established. So you can get a cohort in the party. In the PLM, you get a cohort, or in the UNC, and you push for your plans. Because you meet two ready-made parties. Right? And why don't you try that, Mr. Alexander? Thank you. Would you like to comment on that? Thanks. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. But I'm, 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 I'm sorry for interrupting to be adamant to tell you that no, I am not joining with any of those two parties because that's the reason I end up in politics because they exist. If if there was a, if I saw that there was an avenue through either of those parties to fix this country, and believe me, I've tried, I've tried, I've been on the outside of political parties, I know all the politicians, I've tried to influence political parties, when they're not in office, are very open to your contributions, you know, but let them, vote them into office now and try. Mm, let's take another call. Hello, good morning. Morning, Satish, and morning, Mr. Alexander, again. It would seem to me in this country, if you vote for a party, that give $1 billion to the company that built the highway, you'd be voting against crime. If you vote for a party that gave $1 billion at the airport, you'd be voting against crime. If you vote for a party that managed live sport, you'd be voting against crime. But let me just say this to you, Mr. Alexander. The only way we could treat with crime in this country is by making transformational changes. And those changes, since 
power the constitution decided would be resident in the parliament could only be made in the parliament. And when parliamentarians realize that they have a responsibility to this country and not to this party or a leader, then we'll be able to deal with crime. Why we cannot get a polygraph bill passed in the parliament and every day you're hearing a policeman collecting money from a drug dealer, this, that, 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 that. We are running this country like mom and pop goes to store. Thank you for that call. Thank you for taking the call. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning, Satish. Good morning, Mr. Alexander. Sorry to call back. This is Mr. Kira, boy. Um, I just want to say that I will miss you, Mr. Alexander. And your body of work is, is unrivaled in, in many quarters for somebody who has never held high office. The amount of things that you have done. My memories of you standing by outside of Westmore trying to get them people to get it right without that crazy wonder about that they put there um, by Kokorit um, flyover without that drain that that's, was there for so many years. There's so many things that you've done and uh, for somebody who's never held office, and I, I really hope that you will reconsider your decision. I thank you. Thank you very, very much. And I want to say again that I'm not saying that I won't be involved as a voice trying to get things changed. I know that I do have a strong voice. I just, I do think politics is the avenue. I can't, I can't keep butting my head against that wall, boy. I'm, I'm tired. I really need a break. It, it, it does take a lot out of you because... Um, I, I, this some caller suggested that I get involved in politics. Let me tell you something. I'm smarter than that. I ain't taking that chain up, because uh, in, no, in this, you, you, in this you country, role, I'll tell you this. In this you country, I think we all have a role to play. I have no political aspirations at this point in time. Who knows that could change in the future? But at this time, no one. And throughout my career in the media, I never saw it as something that I wanted to get involved in. For, 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 for one reason, I don't think I'll survive because I don't put up with BS. And when I tell you, I tell you exactly what I think, whether you like it or not. And, and one of the problems we have in, yeah, one of the problems we have in politics in this country is if you follow with a political leader, is it uni political symmetry? Exactly that. Look at what just happened to Marsha Walker. Look at what I told Marsha Walker going in, that's how you're going to come back out. Because you are no nonsense person, so you're going to run into a problem eventually. And exactly that, exactly what you just said. Mm. We let's take a couple more calls because we have some messages to get to. But when we get back after those messages, um, we need to take the conversation uh, to the next step. Uh, let's look to the future. Let's look at some of the challenges that we continue to face, and whether or not, as a nation, we really want change. Because I hear that, and be, for the local government election campaign, I tell everybody I talk to about that. You know, that people say. And you hear them on the radio, we want change, we want different, we want better, we want new, we want everything else. But when new and better and, and everything else presents itself, people don't grasp the opportunity. They don't. They never have. And this thing about options. Ten political parties contest the local government election, and I can't remember how many independents. And when it comes to general elections, you have the same thing. So the options are there. People just don't choose the options. Let's take another call before some messages. Hello, good morning. Yeah, Mr. Katish, Mr. Alexander, I just want to add something with due respect. Um, but we have to remember, right, from 2010 to 2015, the mustard or the, the ketchup, the UNC or the PNM was never in power. That was a new party. So we, we must remember we have forgotten from 2010 who was in power. 
Let's take a couple of messages and we'll be right back. We continue our conversation with our special guest, uh, Carrier Interview till 8 o'clock this morning, Philip Alexander. Satish, yes. I, I, Satish, I, I would be able to go with you till 10 because I don't want to to school. The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5. Welcome back. I drove much longer than we needed to this. Well, we, we intended to this morning, but there definitely is a lot of interest in you in what happens to you and what's going to happen moving forward. Um, and I know that you're out of time because you do have other commitments. You have your family and everything else. And I, I can't begin to imagine the toll that has uh, been placed on your family because of what you're involved in. Um, that, that I know is a, another discussion for another day. But as we end our interview here this morning, um, some words of advice to the population on what they need to consider if they are serious about changing the way things are. Sadish, I want to tell you thank you so very, very, very much. Um, if ever I wanted an exit interview, it would have been with you. Your show is the best show on the radio for politics, for proper ex political exchange. I want to say, we have to grow up as a people. That's what we have to do. We have to grow up. We, it, it, we can't be spoiled. We can't, we can't operate by tantrum. We have to operate by what is best for the country. We have to look around and face the reality. And, and if the reality is that both of these parties for all of these years have failed us, one had more time than the other five. But I mean, you know, if, if somebody was going to do a proper job, they, you would have seen it. You would have seen water in your taps. You would have seen banking, financial service regulations. We need that so badly. That's one thing. We could talk a whole show just about that, about the 13% tax that the foreign exchange spread puts on the economy. That needs to be addressed. We need to address poverty. We need to address the way the budget is done. We need to address all of those things. We're not going to get that done if we vote in. Bacchanal and noise. I love my country. It is why I'm still here despite all of it. I love Trinidad and Tobago. It's where my family is. And I, the, I, I always said that my greatest dismay is if I ever have to consider living somewhere else. Mm -hmm. I love my country and I want a better Trinidad and Tobago. That's always what it's been for. Again, I want to thank you very much. I want to thank you your listeners who even though they disagree they disagree respectfully and i like that yeah i'll tell you this i i'm i'm confident that we've not heard or seen the last of you that's not in your nature so i'm positive mm. we'll have more conversations moving forward i'm looking forward to more conversations on your show yeah. soon thank you have a good day and that of course where we drop the curtains on this interview with uh, philip alexander the best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio, Freedom 106.5.